Hi guys, here we are again talking about coaching. And today, as always, I'm here with Yannick and Sivash. Hi guys. Hello. Good to see you. Um, so our episode today is um the question is how do I work with metaphors in coaching? Um, I'm really excited about this question because this is something I've more recently also been really interested in. And I went as far as looking up some books, but there was a lot of choice. And I'm I'm not sure I found the right one yet, but I'm I'm curious to see what we talk about today. Ooh, so here's the first prompt for people who know good books on metaphors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny when when the question popped up, uh, I thought we must have done an episode on this, uh, but I looked and we hadn't. We, we did discuss metaphors that uh, are a good illustration of coaching. Uh, we did mention metaphors here and there, but like that that question had been on our list for some time. So it's I'm, I'm glad we'll be doing it. Um, no. Sivash, any first thoughts on on metaphors? Um. Yeah, I, I think it's really useful um, to use them because it, it's it's sometimes I think it's a powerful way to shift people's thinking. So you know, for example, <clears throat> I remember someone coming into a coaching session last year, and and I asked him, you know, um, I asked him a question around whether he has clarity on his goals. And he's like, no, I don't. So he he was referred by his wife. Who has been coaching with me for a few years, and you know he didn't have any clarity on his goals. And I said, okay, and I said, how do you feel about that? And he said, well, I don't really have much feelings about that. I think it was really interesting. I asked him if he drives. Yes, I drive. I said, what if I, you know, ask you to drive to me? He lives in the U.S. I live in the U.K. I said, well, imagine, you know, you're driving from Washington to New York. What if I just tell you, like, come drive up north and meet me up north? It's like, well, that wouldn't really work. I need to know exactly where you are. Right? And in, in that metaphor for me just really helped, you know, paint the picture of how important it is to actually have clarity on where you're going. I right? yeah. say, so, yeah, okay, you know what? I, I wouldn't just drive and go up north or I need, I need a destination. I need a specific place. Even even just saying, come, come to New York, that's very... You know, that's a, New York's really big. Mm. Yeah, it gives people access to understand something that otherwise they wouldn't have understood because the language is not conducive or the way of thinking is not something that they engage with. And that's, I think, what is what makes metaphors so powerful. They kind of circumvent a block or an obstacle or, or a gap. Like there's something that isn't available and through a different kind of language or through an example, through a metaphor... Uh, we apply a different kind of language or a different kind of language, not just a language like English, Japanese, Spanish, um, but like a different way of thinking. And then often people really get it. I think it was Irvin Yalom who once said that we think in images originally, and then we translate that to language, and then we communicate it, and then the person receiving the language has to like uh, translate it back into an image. So when mm -hmm. we actually start with images, and often metaphors are images, um, then there's more direct access, you could say, to uh, to grasping sometimes really complex complex uh, complex issues, complex scenarios. So then it's really helpful, right? Uh, how do you work with metaphors? Well, I I like working with metaphors when the metaphor comes into the room, 
right? When somebody brings in mentions, for example, I had a client, uh, she was an avid skier and I understand skiing really well. So it was a, a really good language to talk in because it, it illustrated and exemplified a lot of what was going on in her business as well. And the way that you are in the mountain is often also how you react in other taxing situations. So using the metaphor of skiing was really, really helpful. And so she just mentioned it and I just spun it. So I, I like when people bring in the metaphors. I don't really need to understand skiing at depth in order to help work with the metaphor. So for the longest time, I was only working with metaphors when the client brought them in. And now occasionally I just ask, you know, somebody, I, I'm, don't, I forgot who it was, but somebody said, you could just ask, what's that like? You know, what would, what would be a good metaphor for that? And then often clients really, they really think about it. And they, you know, often come up with something that I could have never thought of. And that's really, really helpful because you just switch up the language to make something more accessible. Nice. I think I really like that prom of, I was going to ask, like, you know, how do you invite that into the coaching space more? I think just, yeah, saying it directly, like, what, what is that like? What, what would be a metaphor for that is great. My experience with metaphors is like, I feel like I've, I remember them from my coaching training. We passed on them very, very briefly. Like if someone says something, it's like this, like explore the quality of that. What do you mean? Like, what does it feel like? What does it look like? What color is it? You know, things like that. I've not managed to use that in my coaching personally so much yet, but uh, I have been using metaphors and finding them a really powerful way of changing my thinking about a situation a lot recently, which is where that curiosity to to read more about it for using it in coaching, again, came from too. I think what it really does, and it reminds me a bit of um, future pacing, is it kind of takes out the emotionality of it because it kind of puts you into a scenario where all the things currently maybe mm, taking clarity away and maybe confusing your thinking are taken away. Um, so I think it just taps in, yeah, maybe to that more creative part of the mind, as I remember being told future pacing does as well. Um, I think they're a bit of a secret weapon. I definitely want to use them a lot more and I'm keen to learn how. Yeah, what, what did you pick up so far, Nikki? Uh, because you, you said you started reading into the topic. Um, well, no, nothing. I just looked up a bunch of books and I did start reading some of the introductions, but it went very kind of into linguistics and that wasn't quite the right approach. Right. I would, some, I would like something a lot more. And actually, uh, Yannick, you recommended a really good book that I think it's not quite metaphors, but touches upon it a little bit. It was the one where they illustrate coaching through the drawings. Oh, yes. Jenny, Jenny Bird, The Art of Coaching. Yeah, I think that one's really good. And for some reason, that's kind of connecting with metaphors for me, even though it's not directly on that. But um, yeah, maybe a, a more practical book, not so like linguistics and philosophical <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But any any writing is a is a metaphor right any uh, i mean i'm sure you could go deep into defining what a metaphor is but like anytime somebody draws a stick figure it's a metaphor right any anytime somebody draws some circles or a spider diagram or just makes a constellation from things on their desk uh, building with Lego, for example, uh, I have a few colleagues who work with Lego Serious Play. They give top management teams uh, a little bag of Lego and say, build your strength or build what well-being is for you. You know, build, like make something that represents good teamwork. 
And you can you can give people like literally eight stones of Lego and they do something that's meaningful and they talk you through what they've built. And it might make no sense when you just look at it, but if somebody takes you through something that they've created, which is a metaphor for something, it's so rich, right? It just, just a set of picture cards. At some point, uh, I, I was experimenting with a bunch of coaching tools. Uh, a colleague of mine um, sent me a few of, of her packs. Um, just having a picture, having a good picture cards, and by good picture cards, I mean just something that is quite open to interpretation. There's people on it, colors, nature. Um, if you just pick a, a, an image that represents where you want to be and you pick an image that represents where you are now, it's just so rich. Of course, you could ask people, classic coaching, right? Where do you want to be? Where are you now? What's the gap? How can we bridge it? But many people respond way better to imagery and metaphor than they would respond to language or intellectual concept or you know, even visioning something. So if you lay down you know, 50 cards on the, on the table or you give them a link to a Google image search, you know, maybe you have your own selection. It can be super simple. It can be done online. Just say, choose an image that represents the person you want to be, you know, that represents your future in some way. Oh, what's this? What's that? Get curious about the metaphor. Get curious about the different the elements that they've built. Oh, I've noticed this is uh, quite unaligned, or I've noticed these are all in parallel, or I noticed that the colors here are very bright. You know, I wonder about that. Does that have meaning in the metaphor? You know, and your client are going to talk you through things in a much richer way than maybe they would have if you've invited them to describe it. That's fascinating. I love it. For me, the the metaphor of I think it was it was Steve Chandler that used this metaphor for coaching and building a coaching business is around learning a language. And for me, that really resonated because I I love learning languages. I've learned seven eight languages over the last. 10, 20 years. And, you know, I think it even comes back to this question, how do I work with metaphors? The the skill of, you know, working with metaphors, I think it in itself is like learning a language. Right? It's, you have to practice it. And, you know, you have to try different things out. And for me, that really helped in seeing the business like that because I just saw that, okay, well, I didn't know how to speak German. And then I studied it for six years. Right. And then I practiced, you know, practiced, you know, I practiced again and again, and I would have these flashcards. And, and through that, I learned different concepts. I learned how to build sentences. And I did that with French and I did that with Spanish. And I think, you know, when we, when we use different metaphors and especially like, you know, using metaphors that are relatable. And you know, one of my clients, he uses golf for everything because he loves goals, golf. And sometimes his clients are not even into golf, but he takes them to the, to the what do you call it, to the golf court. Ah. <clears throat> that brings up something super interesting, right? Would you take a metaphor that you're familiar with and apply it here, take them to the golf course, get them to experience the language um, and really work with that? I don't think I would. I think I would want to work with my client's metaphor because if I bring in my own that I understand well, inevitably, I think I'll make different meaning of that. Like with that client who was into skiing so much, we had quite different approaches to skiing. Different things in skiing meant different things to each of us. 
So I think when we do work with metaphors, it's helpful to hold the metaphor quite lightly of what it means to us, you know, because it, it can be tempting. And I've been there. I just took over the metaphor and then it was my, then it was mine, you know, yeah. and I went a bit too far with it. And I'm like, oh, this is genius. This is so good. And this illustrates all the points and oh, I can see so clearly, but the client didn't. <laughs> with the driving the car, Yannick. <laughs> I, I, I took over the car, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. in the car metaphor, because I remember you very passionately talked about a car metaphor one time. Oh, for coaching. About looking in the rear view mirror and like I remember various things. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Silvers extended that actually. That was that was quite a cool thing. When we got together talking about metaphors, I think it's still uh, the most watched on, on YouTube. Um, we were already uh, expanding the metaphors that we each brought in, right? So I think metaphors always grow and they get richer when we share them if we hold them lightly of what different elements mean. And then you can really jam together with the client. Uh, but it's tempting to kind of go get involved a little bit too far, get a bit too creative and then kind of take over the process. So I know <laughs> I need to kind of hold myself back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my experience as well. Is when I, when I choose something that really relates to the client, it, it I find it lands a lot more powerfully. Had a client recently that you know has a background in personal training, you know he's building he's he's building his business, and and I thought okay, it's probably useful. Let's let's see how we can use the gym as a metaphor, mm -hmm. and that really landed powerfully for him. And he, he's like, you know, he keeps coming back to that. Like now I get it. It is just actually like. Because this is what happens. Sometimes, for example, we don't feel like doing things. And we have another area. For him, it was the gym where he shows up. He's committed. Right? And I think when we can find something, because in, in that part of their their life or that that area, in this case, for example, the gym, there's a lot of thinking that's already developed. There's a lot of experiences like, okay, you know what? I went to the gym and then I had to learn. Right? I think we had this example of He, he was doing an exercise, working on his chest, for example, and then someone just gave him a little bit of advice on like, hey, you just should change how your your um, how you hold the tape, hold the bar, and that made a big difference. And I think when we use metaphors that people are familiar with, there's a lot of more thinking around it that's already developed. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Uh, like. I think it works really well when you pick something, when you know your client is into something and you can see if there's a metaphor in this. You know, you're still kind of inviting them. You're taking the lead. It's like, I wonder if there's a metaphor in how you describe going to the gym. Um, so you could just invite something like that and then they do the work. I could also see, and I'm sure I've done that at some point in the past. I'm, I'm not one to do that a lot, but I know a lot of coaches, they're, intuitively something comes up they have an image in their mind something emerged that's clearly emerged in relation to their client and then they might share that it's like i'm i'm getting this picture of this you know or as i'm hearing you talk this kind of thing comes up for me you know i've been getting this mental image in my mind as i've heard you talk about this and I, it can work really well if you share something like that it's a little bit risky Because, you know, but like any anything that comes up for you intuitively, you put into the space. If you know that's not my stuff, but that's being created here, it can be really helpful sharing that. Now, I don't think that's uh, that's bad practice. I don't think that's leading because it's it's an offering. You just put something on the table and see if any of it resonates. And if you have a good relationship and it doesn't resonate, then you just move on. Right. So holding that lightly. 
Um, but I think it illustrates quite well that we can work with the client's metaphor that they're bringing in. We can invite the client to bring in the metaphor from an area that we know they're familiar with. Um, or we can bring in our own metaphor and see if that does anything. I think they're all valid ways to to work with metaphors. Mm. Do you think it works better for people who think in images? Do, do you think that the client needs to be a particular kind of person? Because I remember a few um, a few situations where I've asked for metaphors and they just didn't have any access to that kind of world, you know, to that kind of way of thinking. They were just not very visual or very representative. Uh, people in the autism spectrum, for example, if you come with metaphors, it's not going to do anything. Um, depending on where on the spectrum they are, but it gets increasingly difficult uh, the more more profound it is. Uh, so I, I think for some people, it doesn't really work. What do you think? Yeah, I was just thinking about the word neurodiversity, really. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I know I'm a very visual person. I've done photography in the past, and I experience everything through images. <clears throat> but I was just thinking, like, yeah, necessarily, is that the case for everyone? I once read that people tend to either connect to vision or sound. Those are the two kind of innate ways through which people tend to experience it so maybe those people are yeah more tuned into something else but sound metaphors maybe i don't know could also work could work uh, how funny it would be if you invite a, a metaphor and you accept a picture that describe a sound to you it's perfectly valid right it's because a metaphor is just a representation of something and it could totally be audible yeah exactly and i think some people are more kinesthetic right they, they mm -hmm. feel they're more into the feeling so you could ask them you know, how does that feel? Imagine, imagine making a cake. You know, you're you're tasting it, or imagine you're cooking a new dish. How do you make sure that it has enough salt? And, and I think I think the the part here is just being playful. Like I I wasn't I used to struggle with visualization, and and just through practice, I think that area got developed more. So personally, I haven't <clears throat> I haven't worked with people that really struggled with this, but I think. You know, I've I've had instances where people are like, "Oh, you know what? I can't connect to that." Like, okay, that's all right. And you know, sometimes another time, a few sessions later, or a few practicing this a few times, and then they start connecting to it. But I think I think it comes back to that, right? Like not being so attached to a metaphor working if you're bringing it, or even if I think if they're bringing it, just being playful and exploring. What can we create here? Yeah. I think there's plenty in there. Um, anybody wants to add anything? <clears throat> um, if either of you have anything that you remember reading that you think would be helpful to delve more into this, open to suggestions. I remember a um, colleague of mine, existential colleague of mine, um, Danny van Dersen. Um, I think she published it under Sasha van Dersen. Uh, oh, yes. she, she wrote about metaphors um, in existential coaching particularly. And I know she loves working with metaphors. I, I think if you Google her and, um, and metaphors, I think it might come up. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Um, for me, I think since we are talking about coaching, I think, um, like I said, I found language really, really useful. Another one that's really stuck with me is the example of learning how to play basketball. Never been really into basketball, but I love sports. So it's in any area of my, for example, of my coaching or my business, or in this case, let's say if I want to become really good at metaphors, 
for me it's just like okay i'm good at you know handling the ball or shooting with my right hand now i'm gonna learn to shoot with my left hand right? and it's just like okay i need to practice i'm practicing you know shooting 100 times with the right hand i need to shoot. practice left with the left hand and again just put that practice in 10 times 100 times and so that these are the two metaphors that really stuck with me and i think it's really great to just find something and maybe even using these ones right just if you can't find your own one maybe play with these ones and in this context of talking about coaching and getting really good at coaching and the different aspects of coaching and building a business those are those are two that really stuck with me so pick a metaphor and practice with that metaphor right if you want to get better at using metaphors just pick anything that you're quite familiar with and then just try to apply it whenever you watch a movie or whenever you talk to someone or whenever any concept comes into your mind uh just try to make the link to something from that other world and that that builds that using metaphor muscle That's... yeah and i think you just start noticing more right mm -hmm. as you pay attention to it all of a sudden you're like oh You know what? I just saw that, and, and that's another metaphor. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Let's leave it there, I'd say. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, We're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. Um, that would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, and that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.